we're back in the same hemisphere. Apologies for the delay. I've been looking forward to saying this. How are you, Mr. Smith? I am very good, Trent, mate. How are you? I'm Welcome very good. Welcome to everyone who's out there watching on Facebook Live. That's it. So we're back. AFL Deep Dive is back. It's been a little bit of a hiatus. I apologize. I've been drinking all throughout the United States of America, enjoying the three food groups, pizza, burgers, and uh, tacos. And tacos, yeah. So yeah, the, sort of certainly pretty covered for those three now. We're back and the finals are very much in full swing. Absolutely, and I've been doing the complete opposite uh, <laughs> by running way too much. You've been running and preparing for marathons Sounds while I drink wine. Yeah, so. So that's our lives yin, at the moment. That's the yin and yang that yin. is deep dive. That's it. So we tried to do episodes. We did two while we were away, which I thought was pretty good. Um, if one more American tells me their internet's amazing, I'm going to laugh at them because it's not much better than it is here. In fact, in a lot of places, it's worse. Worse. Um, and then also, the time zone obviously made it pretty difficult. And yeah, internet's not great there in a lot of respects. So that's that's a that's a big problem. So we tried to do episodes either it was really early or really late, right. and so on and so forth. But we're back. We're back. We're, we're doing a big prelim preview. We've come very much uh, sort of bang, wet sail. Right when it needs Let's to happen, it. that's it. You can see the finishing line and we're ready to, to roll into it and yep. talk about a couple of great games coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's it. So four teams obviously left to go. You and I are going to do a review episode as well. So this is the first time you're listening to this. So AFL Deep Dives, an AFL podcast where we focus very heavily on the sport. Uh, we've teamed up with Beyond the Game, which is a really, really switched on a video content website which covers a whole range of different sports but definitely focuses a lot on AFL. And the, the short of it is we, we will do a bit of a review after this to sort of catch up on on the footy of, of what's happened over the last sort of two and a half, three weeks and the bits and pieces we didn't get time to talk about while I was away. Um, but this episode's very much going to be the preview of the, of the prelims and we're just going to look forward. So we, we will get to a lot of the things. I know there's been a heap of questions around stuff that has happened over the last sort of two to three weeks, whether it's trade, games that have finished, all sorts of stuff. And we will, I promise you, we will do it. We'll do that tonight and that'll be up this week. But I think let's, let's just do let's, the preview and look forward. Yeah, absolutely. Let's so get into it. That's it. So we've got two games. So obviously Richmond um, winning, winning earlier on, making their way through, you know, seemingly being able to dominate up against the Pies. This is about the biggest game I can think of outside of a grand final in a very long time. Yeah, absolutely massive. And I mean, obviously the diehard fans out there would, would wish that this was that grand final that... Yeah. Um, would allow for such a big crowd, but it's not, and for a lot of people, that means um, more access to the game because it is a prelim grand yeah. final. We all know that a lot of the corporate tickets are already t- taken, um, and all the MCC get um, priority. Yeah, been some kerfuffles obviously this year with so much uh, of the of so many of the big Victorian clubs with memberships making yeah. it through to the finals and making it a bit harder, but. Look, it looks to be like a cracking game. And, yeah. And, yeah, they reckon 97, 98,000. So. Well, let's hope they crack the 100. I mean, there's been a number of times this year and the last few years where they keep saying it's sold out. I mean, first and foremost, I know this isn't about the game. We will obviously get straight into it very, very briefly. Ticketmaster's a joke. And I think ultimately the AFL have to do something about this. Again, there were problems this week. Yep. There was a rumour floating around last week that if there were problems for this game specifically the the Richmond Collingwood game that the contract would pretty much be thrown in the bin i hope that's the case because the, it is absurd for fans to to try to get tickets to these games it's already hard enough with a system that g- cannot cope it genuinely can't deal i it, just it, yeah. it, it's unbelievable i just don't know why the afl haven't got their own internal ticketing system they're such no. a big corporation now yeah. 
so many other sports, sports do, it. do it around the world. So yeah. it's about time that they get really they serious about it. There's been too many issues this year and previous years. Yeah. But this year in particular, it's been really, really disappointing. I gave up trying to get tickets for the first round of finals because I just couldn't lock in and then had other things to do and then you lose track of time and everyone's got yeah. a busy life and yeah, it's a nightmare. So you end up watching it at home, which is not not bad because it's on Friday and all that type of stuff. It's good. Yeah. But to be able to have easy access to buy a ticket, especially for a fan of a team that's playing finals, it's paramount. It's what it's all about. Yeah. You're going to push people away from the game if they can't get tickets. That's the thing. And especially when you see a situation where the grand final is obviously almost impossible to get tickets for, at least people think, well, I can get tickets for an elimination or a prelim. So many people have missed out because of a, a, cook, a completely cooked system. Yeah. So that, anyway, that, that is what it is. <clears throat> but this, for me, I, I get what you're saying. I, I agree the only thing I would say is that this is such a big game. I know it's not a grand final, but it almost feels like we're going to get two grand finals because this is such a massive game. I hope it cracks the three figures. I hope they can figure that out and, yeah. and the MCC can rock up. Great for Collingwood supporters too because well, yeah. they've had four grand finals in like a few years because yeah, they had the drawn one. So well, if they a get little while ago now though. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's not as, not as long as it's been for Richmond outside no. of last year. But um, yeah, look, obviously enormous game. So first versus third, but obviously that doesn't matter so much now. The two teams are left. I, 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 so I watched a fair bit of football while I was away. A big part of it, obviously, is the time zone. So a lot of the games are on at like three o'clock in the morning in the States. Obviously, that's really brutal timing. Mm. But I did watch a few games subsequently and just not looked at the internet, which was the sort of the luxury of being away and just not looking at any social media and then going, oh, I'll just watch this game. I don't know what the score is. Yeah. But yeah, I watched a few and I, I think for me... I haven't looked at the finals extremely heavily, but I have looked at them heavy enough for having been on the other side of the world. Uh, what I would say is that Collingwood-West Coast game, for me, was probably the best game. I think Collingwood looked really good, given you know they're missing your Sharon Bergs and a lot of players that could really, really support this team. It's, it's a shame that no one's really at full strength, maybe outside of Richmond, and West Coast maybe, but we, there's still some question marks on some of their forwards. But this is a huge game. I mean, obviously... So they've played twice already this year. Richmond won both times. Do you, do you see that happening again? I mean, it's the obvious thing. I mean, Richmond obviously in very good form. The only real kind of asterisk there is that Dusty's, you know, obviously had a lot of you know questions on his on his health. He trained today, minimal training though. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, obviously first before I just get into this game, the four best teams uh, left. Yeah, that's Haw- the thing. Hawthorne finished yeah. fourth, but really they were lucky to get there and Melbourne dropped some games they really shouldn't have. So no. th- clearly the best four teams in the comp throughout the season are You're left. Right. Yeah. And I think Richmond are still uh, just a little bit um, above. Even with the injured Dusty, I think they're going to have uh, too too many avenues to goal. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Collingwood have been phenomenal. They've I mean, been incredible, yeah. What, what they've been able to bring week in, week out from probably round three onwards. You know, a bit rusty at the start of the year. Yeah. And to deal with the mass of injuries <coughs> to key personnel and to have someone like Trelaw come back with after two hammies yeah. and be as explosive and damaging as he was last weekend. Look, they'll push them all the way. And if they get the role of dice, and we'll talk about that in the... Uh, the uh, review of the finals in the podcast, or yeah. I will anyway, having seen basically all bar half a game of football yeah. during the final series. I just think the rest for Richmond, Dusty will get a couple of jabs, you would think, just to, if there's any pain there. Um, if, if old man Silk can play a couple of finals with cracked ribs, I think Dusty at 25, 26, he'll, he'll be fine with his little niggle. And the Tigers will just, I, I think, 
yeah, as long as they take advantage of um, their opportunities, they'll, they'll get the ball rolling and, and get themselves into another grand final. Yeah, I think, look, Richmond for me, but again, yeah, obviously there's the dusty thing, but I still think Richmond for me. I mean, the interesting thing in this is that they have played a couple of times, so Collingwood are going to know a lot of the tricks. So, yeah. you know, Dusty's going to try to pull people forward and there's going to be a lot of the tactics that worked against Collingwood last time that they'll, I'm sure, try again. It, the fascinating thing for me out of it really is that Collingwood, I think we've spoken about this really throughout the year, really certainly from sort of four or five weeks in, is that Collingwood very much play a very similar game style and they've copied a lot of aspects of what they like about Richmond's game style, which is, um, it's fair enough, obviously. Like that happens in any era when a team's pl- dominating and playing very well. They've, you know, this will be 23 straight if they win this game at one ground. Like obviously they're very good. Very good, yeah. So that's the thing. Like I, 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 what it's exciting to me is that both teams... A, know each other's tricks, but then B, they actually don't play that dissimilar style. So it's not like it's against a Sydney or someone like that, for example, that might try to drag the game one way and then another team might try and drag the team the other way. They're both going to be playing hell for yeah, leather, which is exciting. Absolutely. It's fascinating. Um, West Coast are probably the only team that play very different style. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're that kick and hold yeah. type of um, scenario, that, a bit, bit more old school. I mean, they're very quick on transition, but the yeah. rest of them all play sort of hectic, sort of just make um, ground and, and keep knocking that ball yeah. forward if you can't get clean possession and then just go hell for leather. Or, um, yeah, so it looks it's fascinating. Collingwood have got some surprises I th- that really sort of get other teams off uh, off guard. Yeah. But I think with Richmond's backline in particular, they've got the capability of covering your uh, Dugowies and yeah. Hosking Elliott. And I think that's where their strengths really lie. And it has for the last 18 months now, Richmond. It's yeah. that, that backline, that back six or seven or eight that can run through there just can play on so many... Yeah. Different sizes, big, small, even Ransom. I mean, he's the pillar back there, and you think, oh, he, he can just go with the the big, solid forwards. But yeah. you'd you'll see him go up against a Dugowie and and either break even or win the matchup. So yeah, it's going to be, yeah. be interesting, and I do agree. I think both teams match up fairly similar, have fairly similar game styles. Look, let's look at it from a couple of angles because we are going to. It's only two games, and that's what we want to focus on. I mean. For me, Cox hasn't had a great final series. What I would say, though, is he has played that decoy role okay, and obviously intercept marking him is almost impossible because he's 100 foot tall. Yeah. But the, the whole thing around him is interesting. I mean, for the, let's, let's look at it one way. So let's say they are to beat Richmond, Collingwood. He's someone that's going to have to lift. Like, you can't have scenarios... We can't really have anyone out there that's not playing at least sort of 70%. Absolutely. To beat a team like this, you basically need to have everybody on. Richmond have got polish all over the ground. So, yeah, someone like he, him really needs to lift. I mean, another aspect as well is that, obviously, like last week we saw Dugowie get a ridiculous amount of space. It's not going to happen. No. So that, there's no way that's going to happen. Not with Asprey and Grimes and, Grimes and, and, and Rance and all yeah. these other guys as well. So that that's obviously not going to happen. It's interesting. So in terms of lineups, the teams both remain unchanged. So there's not even like a, another sort of element like that as well. It's not like, I mean, I know, you know, I, I think Ellis is very unlucky. It's funny though, we've, with Richmond, like we've, we had, it's, we did sort of highlight that he wasn't quite at a level that, 
really was going to be needed in finals. We, no. we sort of spoke about this at the back end of the year and we did question it slightly, but we thought, oh, well, who knows? Like, it's a, it's a bye week. Like, maybe he's really injured, needs a rest up. Rest up but yeah. ma- maybe that was accurate because obviously they've left him out. I know that's, yeah, it's, it's obviously very harsh, but if he's, not, when if he's you, not there, he's not there. Yeah, when you're playing such good footy and you don't have yeah. too many injuries, there's always going to be unlucky um, guys that miss out. But who knows? I mean, he's... It's a prelim. They get through. Someone has a niggle. You'd Who hope knows? not. He he's going to be there waiting. He's oh. obviously going to be training to play in a grand play final. Play in the grand final if, yeah. if they get there. If yeah. they get there, so he's given himself every opportunity. And as we all know, teams can change within twenty minutes of the siren uh, or the bounce, first bounce. So he'll be, he'll be geared up and he'll be training yeah. as if he's ready to play this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So both teams really know each other's game plans in and out. They know who's going to be playing, really. I don't think there's going to be any massive surprises. You know, obviously, we've seen what it looks like when Dugowie has a massive, you know, amount of space. He's insanely damaging. What a surprise. So I think, obviously, Richmond are going to lock down that a lot better. I think a big key thing is Collingwood are going to have to try to nullify, and this is very, very difficult, but they have to try to nullify Richmond's run. And, and they really have to... Their pressure has to be incredible because they're going to have to try to disrupt the fast handball. And the fast handball is a really big part of Richmond's game plan. So the fast, game, the fast handball is, is a huge part of how they're able to pierce the ground in different ways and really quickly. So, yeah, I, I think if more pressure... I know they you know, keep wanting more and more and more, but I, I mean, this is the thing: how much can you apply? But they, it's gonna—they're gonna have to be. It sounds obvious, but it's a very big part of it. They'll be talking about it all week. Is the pressure has to be at one hundred and ten percent? Yeah. If they're gonna win this game, and then when they get the ball, they have to. Be they, and, then, and then they've got to bring their heart rate down to about sixty and be super calm, yeah. collected, uh, hit hit targets, and yeah. you, you'll see any team that has been able to go with Richmond for two or three quarters but not get their nose in front is because they haven't had that composure to be able to get off a quick handball or a really well-placed kick because they're under so much pressure. They're, they're still revving at high high levels yeah. because of the pressure that has been placed on them or that they've had to place on Richmond. So yeah. when they get the ball, they're still in that really high vibration and it hasn't allowed them to... Uh, really think of clearly no. through to the next um, process, and that's why Richmond have been so dominant over the last year and a half because they don't allow no. time for the opposition or space. to or yeah. space to sit and set up and all or, that type or of stuff. Or poise as no, a result of they've that. They've just got to always feel like there's, there's pressure, and they could have it's perceived pressure. Yeah, right? they could have ten meters in the clear, and they just think they're surrounded half by the time, ways, Yeah, half the time. How many times have you seen this year? a team playing Richmond, a player just sort of freak out and fumble because they think someone's right on, on their tail and half the time they're, they're six, seven metres away. Yeah, they could take an extra couple of steps uh, and settle to go for goal. Yeah, it's confidence. All, that, that'll be on Buckley's whiteboard this week. That would be, and I'm sure all year, that'd be a huge part of it is just that, just forget it. You, you're playing, these people are beatable. Yep. It's the whole, if it bleeds, it can kill it type thing. It, it, don't don't think about this as a beast. And he These knows, are still people. This is very beatable. And he knows all too well, having been part of that Collingwood side, yeah. the plate came up against Brisbane yeah. in the early 2000s, and they were the, the feared beast for three years, four years, mm. uh, and they bought that type of pressure. Different type of pressure because it was a different style of game, but yeah. people feared what, uh, especially that midfield of 
the Brisbane Lions would bring. Yeah. And well, that um, engine was incredible. Incre- incredible. So yeah. Buckley will be able to explain it to to his troops really, it's really true, well. Yeah. So they're in a good position in in a lot of ways. They've got some key personnel back over the finals. It hasn't well. Goldsack so really been strong. great? Unbelievable. What a start. What a start comes back from basically not playing at all. And looked um, like he wasn't a player at all this year. And then, uh, but almost won them a game in that first final against West Coast. But just the the amount of ball coming in was yeah. uh, eventually going to break and it did. So they're, they're in a good position. Yeah. And I'm not going to be surprised if the Pies get up. I'm not picking Richmond no, convincingly. No. But uh, yeah, I, I just think Richmond have just shown too much throughout the year just to have that extra level to, to go to that no no other team has yet been able to, to follow. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been beaten away, but the problem is it's not away. That's ultimately the thing. It's, it's still at the G. And they they're priming themselves for this game and yeah. next week and all that type of stuff. So you, you, you give that to them and, and they're probably trying to work out little game plans about mm. what how to deal with if they had to travel interstate yeah. and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's what the good teams do. Two concerns, one for each team. So if Collingwood kick 9-15, they're not going to win this game. I, I would almost say that 100%. To kick 69 points. That was so Collingwood last week against the Giants were fantastic. Mm. But the reality is, you kick, they were basically amazing. As Buckley said after the game, they were amazing in every respect except for in front of goal. Yeah. So I personally, they have to, they, that's, I mean, it's the most obvious thing, but that's going to have to be cleaned up. I, I just don't see them winning if they're able, if they kick 9 15, I just don't see them winning. I mean, it's possible, obviously, but I personally, I don't see it. So that's one thing. Yeah. The other thing is that Richmond have had a week off and they've had this, this lengthy period off now and by the time they'll have played, there's obviously a lengthy period between playing and not playing and, and coming back and playing. How, how, I mean, obviously, it's, it's the unknown thing, isn't it? I mean, that was a big reason why I tipped against Geelong, so we didn't have to, weren't able to do a podcast for that one around the Geelong game. But I think we might have done a preview, didn't do a review, but the, the, ultimately... Geelong's response after a buy has been horrific over the horrific. last for yeah. some time. They're now. like one and twelve or something. Something absurd like that. Some horrible stat. But I mean, ultimately, the question is still. I mean, Buckley raised it as straight out of the gates as as soon as he walked in that press conference. I can't remember. It was I think it was the first or second question. He was like, "Well, I think someone's. I forget who it was, but one of the journos said, "Well, how, how do you think um, you guys are going to be able to respond against Richmond with only six days of you know." Something along those lines, and he mm. was like, "Well, how are they going to how how are they going to be after you know sitting out for a while? Might be a bit, might be not be looking great." Yeah, so absolutely. that's the thing. So, and it, it is a legitimate it is a legitimate point. I don't think it's just um, I don't think it is just talk. I don't think it's just you know uh, mind games is the words I'm looking for. It's it's more I think ultimately a reality that they could come out and look a little tired. They could come out and look a little off. And if Collingwood get a 10 or 15 minute head start, geez, it makes it very interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that's, again, where they need to take their opportunities is in that yeah. first quarter because that last quarter, it's going to be high pressure. It'll be crazy The by fresh that legs of yeah. Richmond, you know. Well, they do, they've, yeah, they've done it throughout the season. So yeah. now that they've got fresh legs, they're definitely going to come in that last quarter. So they'll want, course, to, yeah. want to have a break. So yeah, I'm not too concerned. They're. Pretty well drilled these days. Every team knows. Well, Geelong aren't, so that's the thing. But I saw, but a lot of you. Right, I know what you mean. But I, you'd think we well, yeah, Richmond are, and I think I, I'm not necessarily concerned by it. But it, it still is a concern. It still is something I think that that it's a reality. Is they could come out and be a little slow, 
for half the first quarter, yep. three quarters of the first quarter, obviously they're going to come late. I, I completely agree. But if and they then, could get 20 or 25 points early on, and, and this is what goes back to my first point around Collingwood accuracy, if they can be really accurate early, it makes it really interesting. Like if they kick, say, 4-1 and Richmond get like 2-2 two, two or something, then it gets interesting. Because obviously Richmond are going to come, but with that little bit of a buffer, who knows? It's yeah, going to be an knows? incredible game. I hope they get 100,000. It'll probably be 97, 98 because Ticketek are cooked and yeah. the MCC are numbers. what they are. But look. Well, they're all Melbourne supporters, so they're all over in Perth. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's enough Richies, surely, that would want to go and see this game as well. You'd hope so. You would think so. But we'll, we'll move into the next game. But yeah, I, I think Richmond by two goals. I think it's going to be really tight. I've seen a lot of people saying Richmond by like 40 points, 50 points. I, I, no, it's not, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that close. Personally, I think, uh, sorry, that, that um, blown out, I think it's going to be a lot tighter than that. Yeah, tough one. I always find finals, especially when it gets to prelims and grand finals, to predict a margin. I'm going with Richmond as well, and I actually think they will, um, yeah, probably win by about 18 points. Yeah, it's, look, it's obviously, yeah, I mean, it, all the data shows you that Richmond should probably win, but look, It'd be massive if the Pies were able to upset here. Because then, I mean, geez. Let's say it's a West Coast uh, Pies grand final. I think the Pies can win the flag, absolutely. I think they can beat West Coast. If Richmond get over the... If the Pies get over Richmond... They'll win the flag, I'll, I'll back, I would back them in yeah, the I following reckon. week. I, I think the Premier is in this game. Yeah, Possibly. Anyway, but so anyway, we'll, 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 go, we'll go with the Tigs. Anything can happen. It could be injuries. It could be who knows what happens. Yeah, yeah lots, to, lots to play out. So, but I'm, both Tigs. Both Tigs. Yeah. And I think we did a, a nice sort of balanced review of that, not kind but of not, you know, going too heavily Richmond. Because I've heard yeah. a lot of previews of this game and everyone just talks about Richmond. I think Collingwood would have been incredible. Uh, Varco, obviously under extreme duress with everything that's happened. Yeah, and has been Goldsack great. Been amazing. Goldsmack, yeah. Goldsmack, Goldsmack. Been, Goldsmack. Goldsack's been great. It's the drug the kids um, love. Goldsmack. Yeah. Maynard. <laughs> Um, has been phenomenal. Amazing, like, yeah. I just, Cash main even. Yeah, Cash main. He's yeah, been he's good. Been, they've just been really solid. I guess really the mm. only letdown over the finals has been Cox. But yeah. give, given he's not a native Aussie, hasn't wasn't brought up oh, in the game. It, it's it, first it's time hard to in be harsh on him. Yeah, he's still learning and being under pressure. I mean. Have a look at all the teams that have had young kids. Of the young course, kids have yeah, been under no. pressure, so you've got to treat them the same way. And it's I not think just it's him. For him. There's no. been others that have been soft. We can't obviously go through every every line. Every line, it's, no. it's, yeah. It, Colin it, would have been fantastic this it's year. It's more that like it. It's almost a. It sounds harsh. It's a bit of a weird one, but it's almost a, a credit to him that we do mention him because it is out of some level of respect, really, in that we isolated him as a big key of what they were doing well through the mid part of the year. Yeah. Through to the back end of using him as that decoy and. You know he's just such an incredible mark. So when he when he's on, so like that's the thing. He has he, that he's been. I'm more looking at it as if they're going to beat the best team in the league. Oh yeah, and that's that's a clear part of it. But and let's remember, twenty odd weeks ago, he could not mark, and now you know, he, he can kick goals. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's basically like you know McDonald's to three Michelin stars. Let's, let's yeah. get it. Let's get into that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So that's it. Next that's next game. Next game on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So to one twenty. Western time, time. so yeah, that's so 3.20 on the East Coast. So just to allow the, the winner to 
if it's Melbourne to have be able break, to get, yeah. have a break and get over Which it. Which makes sense. I'm, I'm fine with that. Obviously, I like Saturday night games, but I don't really care. It's, it, it is what it is. I'll watch it whenever. Yeah, so. absolutely. So just play within it. And I've what been a, used to watching games in the middle of the night. Middle so of the night. So it's Three good. in the afternoon I can deal with. That's deal fine. With. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So look, this is this shapes up as being a cracking game as yeah. well. Very different, as we touched on earlier. Uh, two different types of game plans. Melbourne, obviously, very similar to Richmond in that quite manic and high pressure, and then quick handballs into and allow at least one or two of their runners to get into a bit of open space, and then deliver clearly, cleanly into into their forward line yeah. with not too much time for the opposition to get their um, or to flood the back half. And then you have got West Coast, a little bit more sort of traditional in that control the tempo when yeah. once they control it then they're really quick quick in transition they've got an unbelievable midfield and this is going to be fantastic viewing especially yeah. if if west coast mids get on top i mean it could be a blowout because of darling and the kennedy factor and rioli and yeah. ryan i just don't think melbourne would allow them to get on top because they are beasts in the middle there now with viney petrarca yeah. oliver and the like so this is the much harder tip. Yeah, so much harder. West Coast Ds, I mean, it's exciting to get this game again. We got it quite recently, obviously. The Ds were able to upset them. There was no Kennedy, no Darling, but then they didn't have Viney. I don't know whether that necessarily equates even, but it feels sort of like it does. It's interesting. I mean, I know it's one player versus two, but, I mean, Darling, Darling's been interesting through the finals. Kennedy had a really good second half. He wasn't great. First half, but you know, you so take game you back take, in five weeks or whatever exactly. it was, yeah. And you take his score out, and they they basically lose. So it, it's one of those things where yeah. he's that st- he's still a massive part. We of had it. like six or seven shots on goal, yeah. And and then that didn't include the two or three that went out of bounds, or yeah, yeah. So massive impact on the game. He's he's obviously one of the elite forwards. Mm. Had he been right all year, he would have gone close to winning the. Oh, I think he would have won the Coleman. Yeah. yeah, he's just that because it wasn't of like Ben Brown kicked eighty or something. It was no. or ninety or something ridiculous. Like yeah. He, he, yeah, I mean, look, Hart says D's. I've enjoyed the D train, and I've I've picked them up to this point as well in the tipping comp that I'm in. So I've kind of yeah. been riding them. I, I'd like. I'd almost. I know West Coast fans will hate me, but I kind of would like the D's to win, given that it's been so long since they've been. They've won a grand final. Obviously, they were in a grand final. I guess it's not that long ago. It's a while ago, obviously, though, like not all since 2000. It's been, yeah, been a while since but they've yeah. won a flag, but well, yeah, it's a only long been a long while. Yeah, been a few years. 60 it's only been three years since our last in a, in a decider, 2015. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I mean, the heart says D's, the head says Eagles. It's at home. Obviously, the crowd's going to be ferocious. They're going to get a lot of Melbourne fans over there, but it's still going to be, it'll be 70,000 packed with the new stadium, but at the, it's going to be. Eighty percent still. Oh, eighty, yeah, clearly, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, know, the conspiracy theorists will be going for Melbourne. That's for sure. They'll be rubbing their hands. Oh, you reckon? That. Who are the umpires for this game? That's, oh, that's who a, there's a knows? Yeah, it'd have to be talk talks a lot, wouldn't it? Oh, uh, Razor. I don't oh. actually know who the umpires are going to be for this game. I don't know where they've announced that. That's not really something that's been at the top of my radar. But uh, look, I'm going to go with the D's. I think the D's are going to win one more, and then I think. They'll lose the grand final. I know that's I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like a bit like you. I would me, love but. to. I mean, anyone who's a fan of AFL in general would lo- loves the the Cinderella type story. Yeah. Obviously, the D's have 
had a lot of heartbreak for so long. Well, not heartbreak, they just haven't been there. There's yeah. just nothing about it. Um, heavy ache. Heavy ache. <laughs> it's been a long time since finals, um, a long time since a pre, prelim, and who knows when they last won a flag. I definitely... Are we going to get three, like, fairy tales in a row? I was thinking about this. That's why I, I was talking about the conspiracy Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I've been Maybe. That. I just so, don't think that either of these two teams can beat either Collingwood or Richmond in a grand final of the MCG. Well, that's Mel- my that's my. I think concern. Melbourne could. I, I don't. I think if Melbourne make it to the grand final, I, I was joking before. I think I think they could legitimately go all the way. They just beat the Eagles. The hard part is that it was a sort of a different eagle. So it's yeah, hard very different to sort of look at. It. I mean, they they Hogan I think played and he was. Obviously, under dark record, yeah. and now there's the so emergence of Sam Wiedemann, who and McDonald's all of a sudden become a mind blowing. Yeah, so forward. it depends how they, this West. They're going to have to change. They can't probably move the ball forward like yeah. they've been able to against Hawthorne. And uh, who was the first team they played? First final. I can't remember. In which game? Geelong. In the. Is it Geelong? Well, they were able to bomb yeah, it. So against no, no. West so Coast, Melbourne beat Geelong. Geelong, yeah. So the, yeah. the way they can move and then into they beat their, Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, the way they could transition into their forward line, if they do that against West Coast, uh, Hearn and McGovern will tear them apart. They'll they'll just lap it up, and they won't score. They can't do that. They're going to have to bury, put the like the old um, saying, uh, eyes down and look for that open lead mm. all the time, and really open it up for those two. Um, big forwards and obviously try and get Melcham into the game he's a he's a match winner oh you don't have to he, he gets himself into the game and that, yeah. that's why they're playing very well is their second tier is all of a sudden very very good mm. so I'm, I'm gonna go with the D's one more I reckon the D's can win this I think the narrative with the Eagles is it's gonna be G's gaff. gaff yeah I mean that outside run I think they're really gonna miss it and you know, that, that wing role he was playing was so elite and I reckon it's going to hurt them in this game. And the Ds just know how to play their game plan. I, I've started to feel the confidence that they can come out and as a bare minimum, execute most of what their game plan is. And that, for against pretty much any team, they're going to jump them. They've been doing that. So I, I, I think the Ds can win this game. And that it's, it puts an incredible situation... If you told someone five years ago that the dogs would win the flag, that Richmond would then subsequently win the flag, and then Melbourne would be, be playing, playing off in a playing off in a grand final, if that is to happen, I mean that a, would be you would be in a padded white you, cell. They would they would lock you up immediately, yeah. and and probably straight to Guantanamo. I would have thought probably. I'm it's, gonna as a threat really yeah. because that just it would it would you, no one would believe be that. And if you had to put money on that, geez, you'd be Very rich. fairly wealthy at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't so think Sportsbet would have even put that up. They'd be like, what? Who's Melbourne? No. Um, no. I'm going to differ. I think the, the Weagles, the Weagles will get up. Now, being in the afternoon over in WA, I haven't looked at the weather, but it's, it's sure to be quite warm-ish. warm. But they just won there over, over there in the heat. That's the thing. Yeah. That was like 23 70, that day. 70-odd, 80,000. They had that many that game as well. It was about 68, 69,000. Uh, finals, I think West Coast, just everything Pro- about it. Probably, gonna... yeah. It's like the previous game in a way, and that they had, you know, logically yeah. you would think probably Eagles. But I don't know. I just I get a good feeling about... The D's, and if you know Viney can come out again and lay 400 tackles like he's been doing, and apply so much pressure, and if they can, you know, keep this amazing game plan going, look at look all the things. So many things that we were critical of the D's three four weeks ago is a lot of it's gone. Like Petrarca being selfish, 
that's absolutely not the case. Petrarca coming, he's selfless. Yeah, like becoming like, the guy that everyone thought yeah. he was when they picked him two or three. He's been five hanging years around ago. his mate Ben Simmons and just sort of yeah. got a bit of clutch off him. And Hames, Hames has come that. from nowhere to wow. be such a dominant player. Absolutely, I, I look. I, now is like an elite player. Like yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Like he was well. always a good player. Don't get me wrong. He has has been amazing. Yeah. It's so like, I, I just get a feeling. I, I, it's, I'd it's, love I'd love for it to happen, and I, and but then I would question the hierarchy at Melbourne. Just one little I thing. Think say the AFL. No, no, no. Just no, not the AFL. It can't be. They can't rig it all. Well, sorry. Like, no, no, no. Don't no, just hear no, me no. out. So yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Lever. I oh. said it. I was one of the few people who go. I didn't think he was going to be much of a difference for them if being out, and it's well, been proven. That's he's a narrative. very he's a very good player. Yeah, I think he's been covered very well, and now. It's like, well, if they go and win a flag, why spend that money? Yeah, but at the end <laughs> I, of the I know, day, I'm being facetious a bit there. No, but what but no, but what are they how are they supposed to know that? They didn't know he's gonna get injured. But why did they need him in the first place? I because don't they, suppose... because they thought they were they were not very good. That's why they went and got a good player. Yeah, I get that. And I'm talking about if they get there, oh, do well, the questions then be asked? Yeah, but it's cap money. The they have to spend the cap amount. money, though. They, they, they did overpay, I reckon. Yeah, overpay. That's what I'm talking about. I oh, just, yeah. well, yeah. They, I mean, 800 grand. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. If that's what he's... But we don't know. Who knows? Facts, exactly. Yeah. It's so. not like the NBA where it's public. But it seems like that's sort of the cash that he's on. And yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But so, I think they thought they were middle of the road, where I think they're actually a fair way down the road. I think they're actually a long down. way down the road than, than they thought they were. Absolutely. And which, if, is, which is good. And even it's if they, this is where the, the story ends for Melbourne... They've got the nucleus for a great few, five, six, seven, eight years now yeah. because they haven't got too many 30-plus-year-olds. They've got they've the got best great in the game. They've, they've got, got a, a nucleus of mids that absolutely. are just... They've got 100 mids. ...that are both in and outside. They can play both, and they've got a flexible forward So many line. options, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. And then if, even if they traded Hogan at the end of the year, let's say there's, that does happen, how, what a ludicrous situation. They could trade him... And get whatever. Oh, maybe go for Shield if he wants to come back to Melbourne. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, look, cracking games. They they Huge really game. are going to looking forward to this weekend. Who misses? Here's a question for you. Who misses which player more? Do West Coast miss Gaff more, or do Melbourne miss Lever more? Oh, Gaff for sure. You'd think so. Yeah. It, it seems it, yeah. as good as... I mean... They've been... Uh, you, Gaff's a better player, I think, between those two. Yeah, and, and look, that last last week's game against Hawthorne, Hawthorne were coming in that start of that last quarter. Yeah. And the Melbourne defence held up. Yes, Gunson missed that goal, and we'll get over that. But the defence held... You'll get over that. I got over it pretty quickly. <laughs> I was like, I knew straight away. As soon as he missed that other one earlier in the game, I was like, oh, here we go. Not you were lucky to be fourth. Very anyway. lucky to get this double chance, exactly. So I just think that Melbourne defence has been under underrated. Yeah. And the fact that they just stuck at keeping um, McDonald forward. They yeah. could have easily put him back to plug holes, but they had so much confidence in it. I just think, yeah, especially if... Either team comes to a grand final. Yeah, having a gaff against Richmond or Collingwood's mids yeah. is much more important than I guess. I'm definitely not underplaying. Obviously, you'd want to no, have no. Lever back as well. Yeah, I just think gaff's a bigger loss. Well, he was on track for the brand line. Like that's how I think. Yeah. Maybe not for it, but in top five-ish. Like he was on really, really on track. I think. Yeah. Look, the Eagles obviously have so many strengths as well. We talked a lot about Melbourne. I mean that. 
they've, they've still got a really decent back line. It's a bit aging, but it's it's still good. They've got a pretty solid engine. Obviously, the cream would obviously be gap as well. Their forward line, I mean, this is the interesting thing. With it. We sort of alluded to it earlier. It, it, where are they at? And that's, that's the hard part. That's why it's so... That if, if, if Kennedy and Darling were really, really on, I'd have to go, I'd have to go the Eagles. I think I'd just have to because they're both so damaging. Yep. They, they're just, it's such an outrageous forward line. If they're up and about, uh, uh, as good as Melbourne are, I don't, I don't think they're going to win this game. If that, it, but that's the thing. It's, it's so much of it comes... I know it's... You know, football's a lot more complicated than that. But the reality is, if Darling kicks three and Kennedy kicks four, and then uh, and then Ryan, you know, Lacroix, and Rioli combine, they all for get an extra five. As well. There's your, there's your and 10, then a couple of goals, goals from the mids as well. Like I, I that's um, that's it pretty much. So especially yeah. with the home crowd over there in in the west, I, I, I just don't see them winning. But yeah, so it's it's where they're at is a massive question, and and how much and they've been really good to cover Gaff. Um, yeah, Red and, and these guys that could Shepherd barely get a well. game. Yeah, a lot of these guys have been really good. Really good. So, so this game does have ins and outs. So let's talk a bit about that. So uh, there was a lot of talk that Shepard would would come out for the hamstring injury. So Schofield comes in, in, which is the pretty. That's awesome. a great, uh, uh, it's great thing for him. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's right near the end of his career, being an older stalwart. So if yeah. he can play, have a good game, fill in that void, and then depending on how Shepard's injury goes, you would think he probably. Doesn't get up if they get through. Yeah. Who knows? But at least he gives himself an opportunity to, to continue um, playing uh, throughout the year. Yeah, and I think look, uh, I I really like Schofield. I, I think he's going to be he'll he'll be good. So yeah. he's he's coming in, and the other thing too is Smith comes in and out for Bailey Frisch, who's unlucky, a little bit unlucky. A bit unlucky. He hasn't been amazing, but yeah, I think I think a little bit unlucky. He's had some excellent moments throughout the year. Yep. A little bit tight, but I think it, it'll be down to um, game plan. I think yeah, absolutely. Yeah, matchups yeah. and obviously getting some fresh legs with Smith. He obviously has been playing pretty good in yeah. the in the VFL. Mm. And yeah, interesting call um, because they're obviously in the grand. Their their reserves are in a grand final this weekend as well. So yeah. big. That's a big call in that, in that type of aspect. But yeah, you, you you back the coach and he's done everything right by the team um, with that change. That's and, the thing. I mean, I think Goody's been really good for Melbourne. I think he's been fantastic. Yeah. Ruth set him up, and I think Goody's been excellent to follow. So yeah, this is going to be two two incredible games. We've only got two teams left after this round. We'll know who's going to be in the grand final by Saturday night. It's yeah, it's about as exciting as it it's, gets. Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas Day next year, next week. So next day, next week. That's it. So it's very, very soon. The Brownlow's on Monday night, so we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with the Brownlow. We're going to possibly dust off the old tuxedo. tuxedo. We might do a bit of red carpet stuff. We'll see how we go. I don't think we'll get through the uh, security, but we'll try. Uh, but yeah, two enormous games, obviously. To summarise, I think we both think the Tigs, but geez, it's going to be close. Yeah, Tigs just. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really do. I, I, yeah, I really do see this going either way, but I think probably Richmond just. And I'm going to go with the D's one more to the romance in me. Yeah. Days, but you reckon? The yeah, I look yeah. the, the romantics side of me wants the D's my uh, uncle on my mum's side has been a long suffering D supporter he yeah. tried to get me to be a D's supporter when I was a kid <laughs> I even got little Failed. little 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 Michael uh, in a in a D's jumper failed mm. well that's what happens when the uh, other uncle in the family goes to Hawthorne so in the 80s but so yeah and I just think the home crowd and the home um, 
ground advantage for the Eagles. I think they're just and the potency up forward. Yeah. Like you said, if they get on get on a roll, I think it's going to be pretty hard to rein them in. It's so hard to win in the West. I mean, it's just the reality. It's 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 you know, there's all, all the talk about it's and it's fair enough because obviously it's a big part of it. But a lot of the talk is that it's really hard for West teams to come over to uh, Melbourne and win at the G. I get it. Obviously, in the grand final, you know, yeah. with Freo recently and and West Coast in fifteen as well. But that said, it's still it's you know I know it's not the grand final, but it's still hard for Melbourne teams to go over there and try Absolutely. to win as well. So. Two massive games, yeah. I, I, I think, I, yeah. I, who knows? The, the, the second game is the much harder tip because, yeah. especially given that if Melbourne, I mean, if Melbourne had lost, lost let's you, say they just lost the last game, you would say West Coast. You'd have to just go no. But because there's a doubt the now, because they know that they can do win it. it. Yeah, it's the confidence. They know they could silence the crowd. They just did it, and they've got momentum on their and side. And that was that was eerie that game. Once mm. they got up, you could hear a penny drop in that in that um, stadium. So, yeah, fascinating scenario. But I think we'll leave it there in terms of um, previewing the finals. Yeah. Uh, I think there's obviously, you know, so much we could discuss. We've only got so much time. We'll have a look at a couple Definitely. of questions. So there's been there's been a few questions that have been sent through. So uh, Rex here says, should the Royal Commission, should, sorry, should be a Royal Commission into the AFL? Um. Probably not that much far. That's a bit of wasted taxpayers' <laughs> money because that's who would fit that bill. I think the um, AFL is a bit crooked, but I'm not sure. Not that's, that. Uh, there's no. some dodgy things going on. Oh, look, I think like everyone, we just want to see some more transparency. Like the NBA, for example, yeah. is we know what players get paid. Uh, we know if there's an injury. We know if there's any uh, last-minute change. Well, they don't make rule changes like we do every second week. So Yeah. Just things like that, just to, to improve this uh, for the spectator more than anything else. Yeah, so we've had a couple of questions just in regards to these two games. So how how much of a chance... Do, we sort of talked a bit about this, but how much of a chance do you think there is that Ellis will be able to come back into this team? I mean, it's huge. It's, there's, it's a big chance, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Uh, 50-50. Yeah. Uh, it all depends. The, things could change. It's, it's being played in Melbourne. The yeah. weather could change. He may... If it, decides to bucket down he might be a better um, play in the wet for yeah. example so he's definitely in the mix and I think he's still in the mix if the Tigers go go through to another grand final next week yeah another question sent in from James as well how about the irony of uh, Trelaw versus Richmond after his comments when he was recruited to the Pies so if you um, have forgotten this one, so That's right, yeah. Trelaw made that. that comment about he thought um, Collingwood were much closer to a flag than Richmond, and that's why he chose to go to Collingwood, and then Richmond went and won the flag. So, so you probably that's probably pretty fishy about round two or three. You thought, wow, this guy's made some pretty cooked decisions, yeah. but geez, I don't know. Well, it's in two weeks, he, he might. Prove everyone not prove us wrong, wrong, but, but kind of not bad. We're off anyway. Yeah, yeah. guess what? At the end, that's what they play for is flags. But I reckon that might spur the tigers on, knowing that he did say that. Yeah. So I think um, there was a. I saw on trade radio launch the Tom Lynch as well was asked. Uh, so we got a question sent through from um, Emma. She's asked, "Who do you think Tom Lynch is going to go for on Friday night?" Um, so they asked him whether he's going to be at the game, and he said, oh, well, no, "I'm not sure." And he kind of just dodged the question, but. But then oh, would he also it's the said Tom Lynch Cup. It'd be funny if he said whoever wins this game, I'll, I'll, it'd be hilarious if he came out yeah, and said that's publicly. It. Whoever wins is who I'm going You're playing for. for my services. <laughs> yeah. But, but he's, um, he's funny. He made that comment. I don't know if you saw it. It's been quoted everywhere that he'd be back. Like if he stayed at 
Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah, he'd be, uh, be down in Melbourne this time of year anyway. Well, because they don't play finals. Yeah, yeah. that well, cute. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it was a funny comment, but I guess, to be fair, they're like it's true. an insanely bad team. Like, it's very true. You know, they're so far off the finals, it's not even funny. Uh, so. so we might leave it at that, guys. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Really, really appreciate. Um, actually, no, before we do, one more question that's been sent through as well. Will Dusty be a hundred percent? No, none of them. No, none of the players I mean, at this time of the year are a hundred percent. Sorry, they they all go in with injuries. They tell you after they've finished finals, they go. I broke yeah, my leg. You got had a had a broken sternum. Yeah. Um, had AIDS. <laughs> blinded one eye. All this type of stuff. Mm. And we already know he's injured. He's uh, even Hardwick's coming out and said, yeah, he's injured. But there's no point training. They can't get any fitter or stronger, faster, and all that type of stuff. So he's not a hundred percent. He'll be hundred percent to play. So, yeah. Look, if you missed the sort of, um, I guess, minutiae around this, is this whole Barmy thing this week. And I, I love very few things more than Barm. I think Neil Barm is just a Special phenomenal person. When he can't find He's his hysterical. car. hysterical. Like, I just, I, I, I think almost the best radio was him and, and um, Bartlett just KB, arguing yeah. about stuff was phenomenal radio. But I really like Bum and he's been hysterical around this whole Dusty thing. It was funny how he said to the, the press in the car park, he was like, oh... Uh, you know, what if I say he does not playing? Yeah, he's not playing. Will you leave me alone now? <laughs> what if I say he is playing? Well, then you leave me alone. He's like, which one gets you to leave me alone? So, but no, look, the, the reality to the question is, and we've, we have actually said, had this said through a couple of times, I should have answered it. But I think ultimately he's, I mean, we just simply don't know. I mean, there's been a number of times where Dusty's been underdressed throughout the week and he's performed. Is he going to kick like obscene goals from the boundary, you know, on the run, 42 out, you know, probably. Gary Abler Jr. style? I don't think he probably is going to. But uh, if he's, they say, everyone says it's a corky, <laughs> and corkies can be a whole range of different levels of severity. Yeah. So ultimately, we just don't know. So, but I think that if, if he really was completely busted up, they, they wouldn't play him. Like, they, they just can't bring him in. If he was completely cooked 10% one leg, there's no way they would bring him in. Like, yeah, you just if, can't do it. Yeah, if it, if it was structural yeah, if it was damage, serious, if it was around the knees yeah. or ankles where one little knock might take him out for several weeks, they wouldn't risk that. And this is why, if it is, Alice is a chance. But I just think um, they're probably... He's probably practising his don't argue all week, just going, huh, yeah. each week. But I reckon, yeah, I, I don't think Dusty... I think what they're saying is around about the mark. I yeah, think, I think he, he, he's just got some 70%, deep, deep um, bleeding somewhere and they're just managing it yeah. at the moment. So, yeah, I think it'd be good to go. Yeah, I think, yeah, look, yeah, and so many players fear him on the ground anyway. I think he's, he's going to win some ball. He, he's, he's, he's got enough, you know, he's got enough that'll, that'll do well. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a lunatic footballer. He's an amazing player. Yeah, he'll probably win but, Charlie again this next week. Oh, it'd be ridiculous if he wins it again. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? But, yeah, I, I think he's going to play. He's clearly going to play, I think, unless there's some sort of bizarre mind goes. Maybe that'd be hilarious if all week this was, like, just a complete ruse and he's not playing and Ellis is playing. Like the last minute, they completely swap it. But I don't think that's going to happen. He'll play. He might. Uh, he'll play a lot more forward. And I, the reason I think he'll do that is not just because of the injury. It's because it worked against Collingwood. Yeah. So that's the reality. Is ironically, this is a team where it actually probably doesn't matter that Dusty doesn't have to do as much running. No, exactly. So right. he will pull forward. Like they'll, they'll have him. They'll they'll use him as as sort of a, a way to pull because he's such a damaging player. Sydney do this as well with Franklin and, and Geelong do it with Dangerfield with these elite, elite AAA players. They do 
you, the, the coaching group do use these players to drag other players out of areas. Well, and, and create a fatter side of the ground, so to speak. So they do create, you know, passageways to, to you know, allow for a better clearance or, yep. you know, to, to allow for, for a faster link or, or, or maybe a better switch or whatever it is. But ultimately, yeah, he's going to play. But he's probably got a bit of a busted ass, I reckon, a mild. Mild. He'll, he'll be 70, 75%, I reckon. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, guys and We're girls. Back in business. Thanks for listening. We will do the review tonight. We'll get that through. We're going to do a bit of a catch up. Check out Beyond the Game, fantastic sports website, lots of content. Ed's been doing a whole bunch Thanks of really Ed cool again. stuff. Thank you, old man in the corner, doing very well. He's um, doing very well as a producer. Makes us look good. Makes we're garbage. He's <laughs> he's done everything. Holds the roof up. We, um, yeah, check out a lot of his videos. So he's doing a lot of really interesting content around, you know, sports production and, you know, making, you know, videos look really good and really interesting interviews and a whole bunch of stuff. So definitely check out Beyond the Game. Really, really switched our website and YouTube channel as well. Yep. AFL Deep Dive, you can follow us on social media at AFL Deep Dive all over the show, afldeepdive at gmail.com. And I'm basically on every podcasting platform you can think of. We're on all the platforms now. There was a new one that came out. I quickly checked and we were on it, which is good. So we will be back soon-ish because we're going to do the review, obviously, and then we'll figure out something for the brand line. We'll try and get past some of those Chubb security guys and do some interviews, but could be difficult. Could we'll be try. difficult, but... They're big uh, boys. We're not very big. We might look big on the TV, but <laughs> we're quite small. We're quite so small, yeah. I'm, I'm like three foot tall. Ed just blows us up. He's two foot eight. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so thanks, guys. Cheers. Take care. See you guys.